Hello, and welcome back to Never Wear Boring Socks. Today is the first in a three-part series on the podcast about creating space for creativity, because I've noticed that this, this just feels like a really big foundational topic when it relates to creativity, when it comes to creativity, and I think especially when it comes to creativity in a way that's really healthy and balanced and sustainable. So before we get into that, I will tell you what socks I'm wearing today. I almost forgot to share my socks last time because I didn't have anybody to prompt me. So I have to remind myself now that this podcast is still called Never Wear Boring Socks. So I'm wearing a pair of socks that have my very favorite children's book characters on them. It's Moomin Troll and the Snork Maiden from the Moomin books by Tove Janssen. Lovely little books and also very cute socks. Got them in Scotland. And the reason that these socks feel appropriate for today is because they feel appropriate on a personal level because I've had a really playful few days where I really feel kind of back in touch with my my inner child where I'm just really allowing myself to explore creatively. So I'm sure this is something that's going to come up again since it's very related to creativity. But as a kid, I spent a lot of time just making stuff just because I wanted to, just for fun. And I've given myself a lot of space related to today's, to today's episode to explore and create the things that I want to explore and create. So I'm thinking back to my favorite book series from childhood. It feels very appropriate. So... Getting into the idea of creating space for creativity. Like I said, this is going to be a three-part series. So this first episode in the series is about creating physical space. So I think that space can mean a lot of different things. But today we're going to focus on the physical space, our actual literal environment around us in the 3D And so something that I've noticed about myself as a creative person is that I need a lot of space. And I don't think I'm alone in this. I grew up in a home with my parents and my brother, and I always felt like somehow I was the person that took up the most space in the house. And I think that they would probably all agree with me when I say that. And I think a lot of this had to do with having a lot of supplies for all these different creative projects that I was working on, whether I was drawing crocheting, writing music. I needed space to set up my materials and I always needed space to leave them set up even when I wasn't actively working on something so that I could go take breaks, get re-inspired, come back to my projects. So I always had a lot of creative supplies out and about. And this is something that has been a bit more of a challenge as I've gotten older and have been renting my own apartment instead of living in a bigger house that my parents had bought because it's smaller. And while I am lucky enough to have a dedicated workspace in my current home, it's not a full room, but it's a dedicated corner. It's also this spot, the spot, 
the part of my home or the space in my home that I use for work work, not just creative work. So I need to have room for things like my computer and my planner, as well as my art projects. And it doesn't work very well. As you may imagine, to have my desktop covered in colored pencils while I'm trying to write a blog post or an email or something like that. So I wanted to talk a little bit about how I've created space physically for creativity in my life, because I think actually making an effort to create that physical space can really make a big difference in how we approach our creative work and how we prioritize it. So I hope that by sharing my process that maybe you can find a little inspiration because I don't think that I'm alone as a creative type in needing a lot of space, especially for supplies, like I mentioned. So a few things that have worked for me. First, like I said, I have this combination creative slash work zone in my apartment with my desk and a little bookcase, some filing boxes. And because it's a multi-use space, the way I've really created space for creativity within it is by doing my best to keep it tidy. Because if I keep my work stuff contained and I put it away in a drawer or a neat little pile at the end of each day, then my desktop is clear during my non-work hours or during my creative work hours to be full of paper, colored pencils, a keyboard, music paper, all those things. And I usually create first thing in the morning, which we're going to talk more about that in part two of this series. And clearing my work supplies at the end of each day gives me a fresh slate to be creative in the morning when I come back to my desk. And so for me, having a clear space really translates to having a clear headspace and a clear mind and just allows me to be more focused and intentional. So this is something that I really try to be mindful of. And next, I created a dedicated space for my art supplies. I have a lot of different, oh my goodness, my kitten just jumped up on the chair behind me and she's about to start eating the cords and stepping on my computer. Delphinium, we're not going to eat the computer today. No, thank you. All right, where was I? I have a lot of different creative pursuits with a lot of different supplies and my dream is to have a whole room to use as a studio where I can have different zones for different types of projects and because I don't have that yet and I currently live in a smaller apartment I've chosen a particular set of supplies and found an easy to access home for them so right now I'm focusing mostly on colored pencil art that means that things like my yarn and paintbrushes and jewelry making supplies might be tucked away in less accessible drawers for space saving purposes, but my colored pencils and paper are collected in one spot and easy to get to. And if you have a hard time with this, which I sometimes do too, I remind myself that you can always rotate your supplies out when you feel inspired to pursue something else. It's not permanent. You can always change out the colored pencils for the guitar or whatever else you're working on. And I used to have my colored pencils out in these pretty little ceramic cups arranged by color on this shelf behind my desk. 
And I really loved that. And that was part of setting up my creative space. It was kind of like this little art altar and reminded me of my creative practice on a daily basis because I could see this beautiful physical representation of it. However, as you just heard, I recently adopted a kitten. And side note, she's the best and I love her. But it also means that I can't leave cups of colored pencils out because she will knock them over or break the cups or try to eat the colored pencils or all of the above. So I did some rearranging in my kitchen cupboards and cleared off one half of a shelf to put my colored pencils on. So while I can't see them as easily, I still know exactly where they are and they're still in those nice little ceramic cups, which makes them easier to access than if I just kept them in the box that they came in. And so this is related to my next point, which is that something I've thought about when setting up my creative space is to make it as beautiful and functional as possible. As a person who's really in touch with my senses, which has a lot to do with why I create and what I create, um, and being very sensitive to the environment around me, I really like things to be beautiful whenever possible. And having things functional around me also means that I'm more efficient and less likely to get frustrated or stuck when I'm working. So I like to have things that inspire me in my creative space that are beautiful, like artwork, nice plants, although I have unfortunately had to take a break from plants for the kitten reason. Um, Just put a plant back on my desk, which is going well so far. Peperomia is the only one that the cats don't eat so far. So would recommend that if you have nibbly kittens. Anyway, back to creative spaces. A general decor idea that goes along with this, kind of going back to the idea of putting my colored pencils in those little cups that I really like. I've discovered that it can make a really big difference to put things in different containers than what they came in, which like for whatever reason, seems like a radical idea. And it's the one that I didn't always do before. But often the packaging that something comes in, like colored pencils, is not really the most functional or beautiful. And so putting them in cups or boxes or bins that are both easier to use and more aesthetically pleasing makes a big difference in how I'm able to approach my creative work. So would recommend. And lastly... This is kind of returning to my first point, is that I always try to clean up after myself when I'm done working for the time being. So I know I said at the beginning that I've always liked to leave projects out, and I do. And when I have my beautiful, sunny, spacious artist studio, I will 100% do that. But on a practical level, with my current living situation, it's really helpful to put my art supplies away when I'm done with them. I think this is generally helpful if you're living in a smaller space or a shared space, or if you just don't have a whole room or studio for your art. Had to put the kitten down. She's, again, trying to eat the cords. But back to my point, having a specific place for my supplies really helps with this because it makes it less of a hassle to clean up. And it makes me more intentional with my art making time because getting my supplies out and then putting them away functions as sort of an opening and closing ritual that encourages me to be mindful when I'm making art and to focus on other things when it's time to focus on other things. So 
If you're thinking about your creative space now and you maybe want to make some changes to make it a little bit more supportive, I have a few questions that you can reflect on. So first is, can you dedicate a specific space to creativity? Even if it's just one corner of a room, even if you don't have space for a full room or half room, even if it's small, the spaces around us that we live in also reflect our priorities. So if you don't have a spot that you've set aside for creativity, maybe think about that. If you're not prioritizing creativity in your space, are you also not prioritizing it in your life? And if it's something that you do want to prioritize more, how can you kind of carve out that space, even in a really small way? And then can you also dedicate a space for your supplies, making it easier to access them and easier to clean up after yourself or keep your space tidy? And then last, how can you make your creative space more beautiful and or more functional? So what can you add? What can you take away? What can you shift that will make your creative time more efficient, more focused, more pleasant, or more inspiring? So I would love to hear what you came up with as answers to any of those questions or any other thoughts that this sparked for you. If you would like to get in touch, you can find me at Maria Catherine on Instagram. Catherine is spelled K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E. Or you can send me an email at maria at mariacatherine.com. And I look forward to seeing you, not seeing you, I look forward to you hearing my voice, I suppose, next week. And until then, never wear boring socks.